Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, February 3rd. The 2023 college lacrosse season is here right upon us. We've got a full slate of games on tap for this weekend. I'm Jordy, and with me, as always, we've got Dukes back in the lab this year. Dukes. It was a it was a pretty long off season, but we finally made it. College Lax is here. How you feeling, brother? What do you mean off season? Lax, nah. Lax never the Lax world never stops. It never sleeps. You got transfer portal, uh, coaches retiring. You just got you got the whole bunch. But we're back on the mics. It feels good. I feel like I've never been so underprepared for a college lacrosse season. It just snuck up on me. Yeah, I feel like. And and this is it's almost the the NBAification of college lacrosse. I feel like if you know where where you get get a lot of off season drama, get a lot of player movement, get a lot of you know whispers around the league. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a busy busy off season. A lot of guys wearing new new uniforms this year. I'll tell you what, I am. Not that I was ever in any position where like I could transfer anywhere when I was playing lacrosse, like no one would want me. Like they'd be like, "Speak for like, yourself," but yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm I'm so jealous though of all these kids who get to go to school for a few years, meet a lot of really great friends, and then they get to go into the transfer portal, go to a new school, and then get so much more sick gear. Because like the day's gonna come where these guys are done playing lacrosse, like they're done playing in college. They're old, they're washed up like us. They got maybe you know maybe they're going to the gym just to try to avoid getting put blast on TikTok uh, with, with their eyes wandering around. But they want to wear some merch. They want to wear some gear to the gym. And now they've got an entire closet full of their different different schools that they attended. So these kids who are hitting up the transfer portal are a bunch of gear hounds, and I love it. That's actually a great point that I haven't thought about. Think about the opportunities for business these guys get. With the NIL, you're talking sideline swap right now. Sideline swap should reach out to some of these players that are in the transfer portal, these fifth years, sixth years. Big, hey, come sell some of those that merch that you uh, don't wear anymore. Give you get, Make a little profit, a little bang for your buck. Um, that's a very good point. I would probably transfer, by the way, if I was in college and I was going to lacrosse. And I could, you know, shoot on the run with both my hands and get just like offered anywhere. I'd probably go to three different schools. Start off like two years at Maryland, winning back-to-back national championships. Go to go to Virginia, then just play with Schellenberger, and then for my fifth year, just go to Jacksonville or like Tampa. Yeah, I mean, TD did it. He uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so T- what a TD slut. TD was the original gearhound. Um, but yeah, I mean, like. You just think about some of these guys and how easy it is to move around in in different schools. And, you know, like imagine trying to think right now, like, like Tucker Dordovic's got it pretty good right now. I mean, he's got a ton of Syracuse gear in the closet. And then now he gets to go. I personally think that Georgetown has some of the best gear out there. Um, I think that they've got some real classic colors that'll never really go out of style, right? You're not going to be a 30 year old washed up dude at the gym wearing Georgetown colors and people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Unlike if you were trying to go and, and showing up in like the, uh, when Syracuse was rocking the vault color, like you can't, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan what, what, once, once you, once you go past, you know, 25, which is like a, a sophomore at Maryland, uh, you can't be wearing vault colors and orange is even a little hard to pull off at that point. But yeah, big, big time for gear sluts for sure. 
Yeah, I'm more of the guy that, like, I like to get gear from Ivy Leagues. So, like, when you go for, like, a little neighborhood jog and you're wearing a Harvard lacrosse shirt and you get, like, a look from the guy at the gym, you're like, oh, shit, like, that guy. Like, that's, you know, I, people are probably, aren't, like, they probably can't recognize me. Guys, I've been working out for two weeks now. Uh, I might look jacked and hashtag skinny. But the, one of the funniest things at the gym is when I'm wearing, like, a Duke lac- or a Notre Dame lacrosse shirt and I see someone that's, like, just – jacked lifting way way more than me like clearly playing like they have like michigan football and they clearly probably played there and then they just see me in my like duke cross sweatshirt like dude, that kid does not look like he played division one sports like the looks you get when you wear these this gear is hilarious yeah well i mean you you were a you were you were a coach's son you know high iq player out there just making all the right decisions kind of guy coach loves to recruit you know you're not going to make mistakes you might not make the big plays but you're not going to make mistakes yeah like the guy sees me with the duke lacrosse shirt one day and then i come back with like a dayton club lacrosse shirt the next day he's like ah okay that makes sense (laughs) yeah uh well i'll tell you what besides the fact that these guys are all you know just lining up their closets and their sideline swap accounts. Um, it, it was though realistic, like a, a big time off season for Kyle's lacrosse. I mean, you said it before, like it is hard to keep up almost with everything that's going on. Um, you know, you look around and just, you know, how many guys are playing for new teams uh, you know, a, a team like a team, like your Notre Dame fighting Irish, like how they're Jeez. going to look this year where, you know, not only do they have, the Kavanaugh brothers back, but they have, you know, they bring in uh, Tevlin from Yale. They bring in Chris fake from, from Yale. So, uh, you know, just kind of thinking about some of the off season moves, like uh, you know, wh- which teams do you have any teams in mind? Like aside from Notre Dame and you can talk up Notre Dame all you want. We're going to be spending the next what four months of you talking up Notre Dame. Uh, but any teams that are just like crushing the transfer portal and you think that they do you think that all the transfer moves will pay off the way that they look like they should on paper too? So I think obviously Notre Dame's transfer portal pulls from what they returned just last year and then what they add when you have Chris Fake, you have Tevlin, you probably have like some like Shamanai guys that come in and they're going to be like impact players right away. But I think what Notre Dame obviously brings to the table with the Kavanaugh's um, and to men, like I said, best goalie in the league. And then Chris Fake, he's been playing college across. He's becoming like that meme of those guys that just never leave college. Um, I feel like he's been playing for legitimately a century. So just adding his veteran leadership behind there with Entman and stuff. And then, then they have Tevlin who I think fit, fits that system perfectly. But I think that the most interesting the two, two most interesting teams to me from the uh, transfer portal, probably Virginia. And, you know, you're talking about Ricky Meason, the, the Stanford. You talk about gear, gear guy. He's got Stanford football. Stanford football captain now going to Virginia um, to play fifth year. Just want to see, like, he used to be the former number one recruit. So, like, how much, how much has the past few years not picking up a stick going to affect him? Is he just going to come onto the field and be the best athlete right away? So, just, like, that's something to look out for. And they got the number one NL pick in uh, Thomas McConaughey from uh, Vermont. Who, like, I think could be probably like a Bertrand in a way. Yeah. So I, I thought to like, you know, we're going to go into the season. We're going to hear a ton about Ricky Mizan. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, like when, when Virginia first got back to school this semester and they were first starting up practice, like Virginia lacrosse, their, their social account knew exactly what they were doing, making sure that they were putting out footage of that guy. Cause it's, it's what everyone's going to want to see. 
but I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that McConvey pickup from Vermont because I think like that's look at R- Ricky Mizan probably going to be an absolute force on that field. Like regardless of when the last time he picked up a stick before the season was, one it's not going to take him that long to to break off the rust, and two he's like a specimen unlike anything else that's out there right now in college across. So like, he's going to be a force, no doubt, but Thomas McConvey is going to be a guy where like you're, you're playing in the tournament in May and you're like, dude, like how in the fuck are we supposed to stop Virginia when you're throwing Schellenberger at us, you're throwing Griffin shots at us. And Oh yeah. Now all of a sudden you have mm-hmm. one of the best players in the country uh, who, you know, was putting up great numbers at Vermont and now he gets a chance to play deep into May. And when you, when you think about Ricky Mees and coming back, right? Like I, like, I think a lot of comparisons right now, I, I, I expect to see her like the, the Chris Hogan, when he came to play for the, uh, the, the PLL. And people are like, well, like, is he just kind of getting it because he used to be the number one recruit? Like, did he really earn the spot? Let me tell you something. First off, the number one recruit, he was the number one recruit less than like five years ago. So all he really has to do, if he's a good enough athlete to play Stanford football and be a captain for a Pac-12 Power 5 football team, all he needs to do is know how to catch and throw the, the, the ball. That's all he needs. He needs one hand. Doesn't even need to go over two. He just needs to be the best athlete on the field. He's going to be a short stick team midi probably. And if he could fucking turn up the wheels – and he shows that he like this is why I'm the number one recruit in the fucking nation. And he rips a on the on the run righty. Like, yeah, well, dude, and like and like that's the thing where Chris like, Hogan was maybe, never the number one recruit. Sorry to cut you off, but like he was never the number one recruit. Oh, yeah, but like what I was gonna say though is like like this might hurt lacrosse fans' feelings a little bit. But like even if Ricky Mizant was never the the number one overall, like maybe if he just like played a little bit in high school. Um, you know, like there, there are those guys in the NFL where, oh, they, uh, the dude on uh, plays for the Broncos, like I forget his name. He's like a no lineman. Either way, he played in high school and then he gets drafted. Everyone's like, oh, certified lax guy. Um, ne- never really that good at lacrosse, but like if he just picks up a stick and he's the biggest and baddest athlete on there, then yeah, like he he doesn't need to do anything besides be the biggest and baddest athlete. A lot of guys, a lot of athletes out there can pick up a lacrosse stick, not even know how to cradle and be difference makers in the game as long as they're just like freakishly athletic enough to take up space. Maybe not at like the top of the top level, but it, it's it's not like it's not like guys can't just like, I don't know, like hockey would be different, like right? Like you need a guy who can actually like like skate on ice. If you're a good enough athlete, you can take up space and, and be a difference maker in, in lacrosse. What Ricky Mizan has, what you mentioned, is being a former number one overall recruit. Like, it's not like he's a guy who's going to pick up a stick and doesn't know how to cradle. Yes. Like, like he's going to dominate you on defense, run it down the field, quick little, you know, quick little uh, split dodge, stick it top left run off to the sideline and you got a, a face off coming up in a, in a couple seconds. So um, yeah, I mean, dude, Virginia is going to be loaded. Uh, I think Georgetown get getting, um, you know, G- Georgetown picking up Tucker Dordovic. That's going to be one where, um, you know, I think that Georgetown, Georgetown's in a, they're going to have to really uh, show me, this year, right? I mean, you can't be the, the second seed going into the tournament last year, lose to Delaware, and then have me be like, oh, yeah, you guys are definitely going to the final four this year. They have that potential. Um, 
but they're going to have to show me. But I think Dordovic will probably help out with that. Uh, try, trying to think of any other ones. I mean, obviously, Georgetown, they lose Dylan Watson, and, and then he goes down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I think Jack, I think, that, I think with Georgetown, though, like what exactly what you said, just to go off what your, your point, like I don't want to say it's like a make it or break it year, but I feel like it's a huge – Dare I say huge year for recruits in a way? I don't know if this is a bad take, but like if they show that they're frauds again, they're a top five team that's fraudulent. Like, what, what does that really say about the state of the program? Like, that the, you need to break through eventually, or you're just stuck in purgatory. So, I think that this is a year that Georgetown really needs to step up. They have all the talent in the world to get to a championship weekend. Um, and I think that if they don't get there, what does it really say about the past three years? Yeah. Um, and I would, I think I, I would agree with that, but I think it's, I think that it's more for a fan perspective. I don't know if well, that's all I have. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, what I'm yeah, saying. That's why, that's why we have, this is why we, me and you are like, we, the thing that's great about our podcast is we just shit take and shit post and we have a fan's perspective. Like, yeah, like this is just what I think. Like when, when I say that, like, if they don't make championship weekend, Jordy, I'm putting Kevin Warren's ass Firmly on the hot seat. I, and I think from a fan's perspective, he would deserve to have it on that hot seat. I think I don't think that they'll ever have trouble with recruiting just because it's a six school and it's all, all this and that. And like if you're making it like into the tournament every year, like you're going to be fine. But I do think from a fan perspective, though, it's it would be hard to knock the the fraud uh, label. And like that's one where like I'm I'm six. It's a sticky that, note. It, it, it sticks and it sticks hard. I, you know, I found that out with, I still refuse to give Rutgers credit and they made it to the final four. Yeah, so yeah, true. They, but that's, that's a great point. Like they have to be they, like Rutgers broke through and I, I won't talk shit about them this year, but, or maybe I will, but they, I think, I just think that Georgetown ha, has, has to have, has to break through. Um, but you know, it's a team that I, like in the transfer portal and just like who they had with like the Petra Mile, but UNC I'm intrigued by intrigued. Um, just just for Sean Goldsmith. Sean Goldsmith, Harry Welford, I I think he's a great player from Bucknell. He used to be like an Under Armour All-American, and I think that now he's just he's going to be in the ACC. I think he obviously has talent to play in the ACC, being a former All-American. Um, and then like they bring back the LSM. I, I'm just trying to look for his name. I think like Paul Barton, who I, I fell in love with last year during UNC's like little shitty season. But I think they Logan McGovern from Bryant, who I watched a lot last year, stud. Um, so I think that UNC is an intriguing team. Um, something, and then they have Geppert from Brown, who we've Brown was the uh, Cinder like Cinderella ish team, I guess you want to say last year. But yeah, um, definitely some intriguing teams. And then speaking of like football, like Maryland, like Maryland doesn't rebuild; they reload, and obviously they're going to be like the number one team. From or them, them or Virginia, they're one or two right now. I think depending on who you talk to, but they had the uh, the football player. Um, yeah, I forget his name. I want to say it's like Dante Haller or something. Um, Maryland. And you look up like Maryland and the word Dante Trader Junior. And I was gonna say, wait, you look up like Maryland football lacrosse player and then all of a sudden it's just like jared bernhardt scored a touchdown in a preseason game before like just like impossible to find but yeah i heard from from things i've seen online about this guy he's going to make an immediate impact 
Um, not like just he's not a football player. Like he he probably will be top two short stick D mini for for Maryland. Yeah, I mean SSD mid university right there. Um, trying to think if there's oh one one other because I never give enough shine to to the defensive side of the ball. And I probably won't give any more shine to the defensive side of the ball for at least a few more weeks. Uh, but one other transfer that I, that's going to make a big impact and like, you're going to need this guy if you're going to try to compete with the Maryland's in the big 10. Um, but Marcus Hudgens going from army over to uh, Ohio state. Um, I, I think that that like, I would love if Ohio state is just like, I feel like they've they've kind of been this, but like I, I just want them to be I want them to be basically like a football lacrosse team, like just just a team that you don't want to don't want to meet up against in the trenches, a team that's just going to beat your ass um, physically all up and down the field. And I think that having a, a poll like Marcus Hudgens out there will will help them. They, they have to be they have to be a little bit more blue collar, in, in my opinion. Yeah, and then you got like I think that they're gonna have one of probably the best defenses in the country with him and Bobby Van Buren, who I think are probably both gonna be on the All American list in some capacity. So I think that uh, Ohio State. I mean, they were good last year. I, I don't think they should have made the tournament necessarily. I think I still think give it to Notre Dame instead. But I mean, can't say that Ohio State didn't earn it. They beat Notre Dame, so. Shout out to the Buckeyes and like no reason why they shouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, busy, busy movement in the, uh, in the transfer portal over the off season. Uh, I mean, e- even entire teams were moving around a lot of, a lot of conference realignments. We've got the a 10 conference this year. A um, lot, a lot of movement in the, in the a sun uh, trying to think about like what else I would have missed there. Um yeah. Think, um, uh, and then did we, you want to talk about the retirement news? Yeah. Uh, so Bill Tierney just pulling a, pulling a Derek Jeter here, getting his, uh, his, his farewell tour. Tell you what, greasy move by Bill. Greasy, greasy move by Bill. I think that he is a, he is an absolute legend of the game. Just one of the all time coaches that we've ever seen. Uh, the the work that he did to build up the Princeton program, the work that he's done to build up the Denver program, all of it makes Bill Tierney a legend. But announcing that he's retiring before the season, greasy move just because you know that every team's going to feel bad about beating him this year. Yeah, it's a uh, it was a surprising move considering who he kind of is and like his personality type that I didn't really expect him to. I mean, I don't take it this way. So I'm not, I'm not saying this, but like, it's kind of a, uh, if anybody else did, I'd be like, it's a look at me move. Like I hate the, I hate farewell tours. I hate when people announce farewell tours. It doesn't feel like a farewell tour in this regard. He's like a coach. So it's a little different. And like, maybe he's giving like recruits players updates that like Matt Brown's going to take over the situation but I did find it a little bit like off character for him. I just thought he'd just kind of like go out, go out on his own, uh, on his own dime. So I don't think it's a, I, I don't think it's a look at me. I yeah. think it's a, I think it's a, he sees the way that the big East is going and that Georgetown runs the big East. 
and he needs to do something special to make sure that Denver can win the conference for the last time so that he can get in one more tournament run in. And he's like, listen here, like Kevin Warren, this is my last time. This, this is my last show here. Like move aside. Let me get into the tournament. Um, little, 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 I don't know, but either way, I think uh, it, it will be interesting to see what happens with the Denver program after this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think that much will change. I think that, you know, Denver's Denver's an established name because Bill Tierney has, has, I mean, they're national champions. Um, I don't think that they'll ever have any issue with getting recruits from out West. And I think that the game's only growing out there. So I think that they'll be fine. Um, I'm just trying to, th- I don't know. I, I, I just guess in the last few years, they just haven't. Well, do you remember yeah. that heartbreaker, that heartbreaker, like the Jack Hanna t- against, yeah, against Loyola? Loyola. That was yeah. one of the best across. I think that still might be the best across game I've ever watched. I mean, that game right there is probably the reason why Bill Tierney doesn't have a few more years left in the tank. The, the amount that he was getting after the refs in that game. That I'm, I'm, how, yeah. I'll tell you what, how many how many college refs do you think are just counting down the days right now until the Denver season ends and they don't have to worry about getting ripped apart by Bill on the sidelines? I, I think I think we gotta put Maddie P. I was asking before the I think Maddie P I think I'm like ninety five I'm a little rusty. I'm ninety five percent certain he refs college across because I know he does college I, basketball and college across. I'm like but I don't know if it's does, like now the PLL's paying. Does it? Does he do college basketball? I think so. Yeah. So like, with I think a lot of the refs like Loki did. But the thing with Matty P is he started getting a little bit of face time in the PLL. He's like one of the like main attractions. He's got his jerseys. He's he's becoming somebody other than just just a ref. So maybe he's going a little Hollywood on us. Maybe he's stepping back from the NCAA refing. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that, but something to look out for this year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's got to do a couple at least just to stay in shape. Right, yeah. you, you don't want you don't want to be huffing and puffing around out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it, I, we're joking a little bit with the greasy move. I mean, Bill Tierney is an absolute legend of the game. Um, you know, it, it's it will be weird having years where I mean, it, it happens eventually to to everybody where everyone retires. Tom Brady retired today, by the way, um, so that'll change in like a couple weeks. Um, but I mean, it's it's just one of those times where you you didn't ever really think about what a what a Denver team without Bill Tierney would look like. Um, so now we we just have to start thinking about that a little bit. But it would be nice to see Denver have you know one more great season here with uh, with Bill on the sidelines. Um, might be a little bit tougher with without having a guy like Alex Simmons because going back to the transfer news, he's now at Syracuse. Syracuse. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm interested to see how how other teams handle it. While it, like, is it gonna be like a Jeter thing where you know teams? Well, Coach K. Get, yeah, it's a coach. It's a Coach K thing, and that's a perfect. But like Coach K is so hateable, and Coach Tierney is so likable. Like, I don't know. That's just maybe maybe a me thing. I really don't like Coach K, uh, but I don't think that like I don't know. I could definitely imagine they do like the reverse Denver where Denver always used to win the regular season conference and then get another big East team in. Um, Maybe Denver doesn't win the big East conference, but they win the tournament gets in that way. I could see it. I I actually can't see it. I I can't see really anybody beating Maryland or Virginia, but uh, (laughs) no, 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 not the tournament, the big East tournament. 
Oh, 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 okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's really, yeah, that's, listen, get a Big East tournament win for Bill Tierney would be huge because con- considering how legendary of a coach he is, I don't think he has many of those. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I, I'd be excited to, to see uh, Denver have themselves a, a nice, successful season. Uh, but, you know, just, just thinking about, listen, we've got an entire year of college across laid out ahead of us, right? We've got February, March, April, May. We've got four full months of college across. It's all ahead of us right now. First games get going this Saturday. We've got a couple hundred games to watch. Anything in, in your mind, Dukes, that you're the most excited to see this year, whether it's, you know, a, a team, a surprise team making a lot of noise, uh, a player just making making college across his bitch, anything that's got you jazzed up for the 2023 season? So I have three to four teams that I think are going to surprise people this year. That, well, are, that, that are just like, buy, buy, no, I'm not going to say buy low because these teams, you're, you're, I'm going to say the names, you're going to be like, fuck you. This is a low team. Duke. I think people just have forgotten about Duke. I think that Duke could have made a run last year if they just had gotten to the tournament. They were that talented. I think Brennan O'Neill is going to slap his dick onto the table and probably win the tour a ton award. I don't people... think he's the best I think Schellenberg's the best player in the college across. I think Pat Cavanaugh is the most exciting. When you talk about someone that's on Team Fucking USA, Brennan O'Neill is going to show out this year. People wrote off Duke, but Duke ain't right back yet. Do you, Do you know what I'm saying? Then when I'm talking about like I, like they're, they're going to be like the six, I, probably like the sixth team in the country. But I mean, yeah, but they they didn't make the tournament last year, yeah. and they, like like I just said, like I don't see anybody beating Maryland or Virginia, and it's like realistically, Duke belongs in that conversation. Um, now we're going to have a totally different conversation about that over the next week or so, because I think over the first three games, they have high point and Jacksonville scheduled. You know that they're going to lose one of those. Totally going to lose one of those, but then we're going to sit back and we're, we're going to be like, we talk, said last year, like, Oh, they'll come along. And then they lost a couple more. I don't think that's going to happen this year, but the second team, I think I'm very excited for that. I think you'll agree with is St. Joe's return. Basically everybody. Um, they got like what's the is Levi the attackman? Levi Anderson. Levi Anderson, fucking tank, tank. They have one of the better defenses returning. Um, I think Zach that Cole, Zach Cole's Zach Cole, one of the best be face-off a, guys a, in the know. country. So yeah, I think what St. Joe's returns and how good they were last year, basically losing in like oh, losing in overtime in the first round. Uh, I forget. Was that an overtime? I know that it was tied at halftime with Yale. It, 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 oh yeah. Yale. Yeah, that that was the Yale game. Um, they were either tied or like up by one at halftime. It, it ended up being a close game. Yeah, so I think that that like they're a team to watch out for. All right, my next is two two Ivy League teams to watch out for. Like who could be the next? Who, who could be the uh, the Brown? Who's gonna be? Because everything everyone right now is pr- kind of talking Cornell Princeton, right? As like the top. Two. No, that's not where I'm going with. I'm going back to my Harvard boys, the, the team that was full of freshmen last year. I think they're gonna win the Ivy League. This year, I think I think that Burns gonna get his shit together. Stealing recruits left and right, something's going on in Cambridge. Something's cooking up there, and I think that this is gonna be a breakout year for the boys in Crimson. 
Next. I, I, I don't disagree. I, I might have disagreed a little bit with you last year, but they proved themselves last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Next, I think that th- this Yale team might be, talent-wise, one of the most talented teams I've ever had. When you're talking about it from a pure recruiting 24-7 perspective, the talent on this team is absurd. Um, you got Brando coming back, who you could have made the argument should have won the tour time last year. Thomas Bragg, you got Paquette and goal. I think that this is a phenomenal team top and down, and I don't think that losing Tevlin and Fake is going to hurt this team too much. Is is this uh, Brando for Tui? Is is this the year? No, no, no. Look, look. I mean, who? who, who so I said my take. I think that if I had to say it right now, I, I'm saying. Schellenberg, I think, is like I've said this in past years. I said this when he was a freshman. If I had the, the number one pick in the PLL draft two years ago, I would have taken Shelly. But if you're telling me who's going to win the Tawaraton this year, I'm saying Brendan O'Neill because I think that he's going to potentially have Duke in the top two, surpassing either Maryland or Virginia. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I see them all as, as finalists. I think realistically, the Tawaraton is mostly decided by championship weekend. And I think that that will be Shelly getting it done. Um, but no, I mean, all, all, all four teams there. Good, good picks by you. I don't really have, uh, don't really have anything against any of them. That's good. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go what I think is chalk right now with this answer of, of what I'm most excited for. Um, and it's just because I don't remember having, a recruit come in with this much hype and this much expectation to completely revitalize a historic program. I I'm, I'm pumped to see what Joey Spolina can do at Syracuse. Um, again, it's, it, it's a, it's a pretty obvious answer here. Uh, but I mean, think about like wh- when's the last time that Syracuse has had a 22 who was truly, deserving of the number i don't i don't want to forget anybody the first that comes to mind when i think most recent 22 is maybe jojo morasco yeah but true like i didn't even like championship weekend like like i mean because are you thinking like the powells and everything yeah like i i think that it's 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 that it's that number like who's like Again, and, and this is the thing we we don't know if Joey Spolina is or not, right? Joey Spolina has been... no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so fucked up. That was a bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke, guys. Guys, guys. I'm going to the box. I'm going to the box. I'm going to the box. I was thinking about making it. I'm glad that you're no, the one. No, no, no. Yeah, I had to make it for the record so I don't get canceled because I know you. Someone's going to try to cancel my ass. Bad guy. He's a bad human yeah. being. I, I denounce everything he's done. The joke was just hanging there. Everyone was thinking it. Everyone was like, who was the last 22? And like, just that awkward little, between our, between our voices and the listeners' ears, there was that awkward, like, oh, it was right there. Like, we're all trying to think of 22s. <laughs> and everyone just thought of him. I, I, it was either that or the, the Jordan Evans, which, by the way, Jordan Evans wasn't that bad. No, I think if, no. if, Jordan, if Jordan Evans wore, like, number seven at Syracuse, people would think that Jordan Evans was great. But that's the thing is that he wasn't wearing seven. He was wearing 22. And so, again, Joey Spillina has never played a, a game of college across in his life. 
He'll play one this weekend as uh, the Vermont Catamounts make their way to the Dome, and that'll start the the career of Joey Spillane. And I'm just, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if he, I think if he's half as good as the hype and expectation would have you believe, I think that he is deserving of the 22. Like that's how much hype and expectation this kid has had. And we got a little bit of it with like Brendan O'Neill coming in. Like, I think like everyone was, oh, yeah. was, was like, somehow I think that this is way more. And well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's because well, yeah. So he has the name, but also like Brennan O'Neill coming in to Duke, like Duke didn't need a savior at that. Like, I agree. That's a great take. Great take. Like, like Sarah, like Syracuse won four games last year. They had people leaving for the transfer portal left and right. Now, granted, they brought a lot of people back in from the transfer portal, like an Alex Simmons um, and like a uh, – why, why, why am I blanking? Picked up one more good uh, – oh, Cole Curse from Lehigh. Yes. Um, you know, and then they bring in a really good freshman class. And like – Got a goalie, yeah. Like, it, like Syracuse is in a position where they need to be back. Like, Duke just never left. So – it's a great point. I think that if if a guy like Brendan O'Neill, if Brendan O'Neill was in Joey Spillane's year and he chose to go to Syracuse, it would be the biggest deal of all time. Given that he was yeah. like the LeBron James recruit sort of way, like I think Brendan was probably a more prolific recruit than Joey was. But I mean, Joey was like three years younger than Brendan playing on the same travel team. So the dude's been held to a high standard his entire life. I'm looking at the past 20, 22s, by the way. So you have... So do you want me to go since like 2000? So you had Mikey Powell, Dan Hardy, Cody Jameson, Jojo Morasco, Jordan Evans, Scanlon. Uh, then you have, obviously, Spolina. Yeah. So I, I would say that Cody Jameson, when, when, yeah. I, what did he wear? I think he only wore it for the one year, maybe two he years. He did when they won the national title. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's deserving of it. Um, I mean, what what a what an all time game that was! Little little between the legs, mm-hmm. send that bitch to overtime. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm excited to watch, kind of to go off of what you said earlier. Like I am excited to watch the Ivies beat the shit out of each other again this year. I think that, um, you know, we'll we'll have Larkin on in in a couple of weeks so that he can talk up the Ivies in a way that like actually breaks down some X's and O's. Uh, but. You know, that, and actually that talk about the conference. Talk, like talk about someone that knows the conference. Like we don't yeah. know the ins and outs of every single oh, team. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, just, I just love. Yeah, we we just like to watch lacrosse in a like fun. Like oh, that guy's pretty good. That guy did something cool. Where Larkin will know exactly where this guy went to high school. Um, will know the ins and outs of this league. Will give an in depth. Will teach us something. It's like I'm going to be like bringing in a notepad to notepad to that, uh, to that session right now. Yeah. I, 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 I never, I never listen back to any of our episodes unless we bring on Larkin and then I'll, then I'll listen to, to what he has to say and then just fast forward through our questions. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the other thing that I'm and this is more in the immediate future, kind of already brought it up, but I am excited to see uh, which team ends up beating Duke in February. So I believe uh, I believe High Point has the first crack at it. That'll be coming up, uh, I believe, in the middle of next week. And then maybe Jacksonville. Jacksonville might have them on a weekend. Or maybe they're both 
weekday games. Either way, I, th- I think High Point gets the first crack and then Jacksonville. So uh, one of those teams are going to take down Duke, and then everyone's going to freak out, and then Duke will rattle off eight wins to close out the season and be in the tournament again. Um, yeah, so I listen, there's, there's, there's a lot of lacrosse to be looking forward to right now. I will admit that my personally speaking, my, my heart and my sights aren't solely focused on college lacrosse right now. Dude, I know you also have college basketball going on, uh, but with the Eagles in the Super Bowl, like there's, there's not much more that my heart can, can be excited about right now than two Sundays from now. So if we could tie uh, in the cross with the Eagles, I'll say like Michael Sowers could have an all time year when you're going from the water dogs to, I mean, I mean the Phillies didn't make it, but you're talking about the Phillies making this, the improbable <clears throat> world series run. And then you got the Eagles playing in the super bowl. Hell of a year to be a Sowers. Big time year to be Sowers. Um, I mean, did I, I, what, well, I, I don't even know where I was going to go with that one. Um, <laughs> Congrats to making the Super Bowl, Jordy. I'll just say that. I'll I'll put your your thought in your brain. Eagles, yeah. are, Eagles are the Super Bowl. That's all you got to know. Yeah. Uh, so big time to be around in Philly. I'm sure that uh, you know if 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 you see Matt Rambo running through Broad Street in a couple Sundays from now, no, you didn't. Uh, yeah. So listen, we've got how many how many games do we have on deck for this weekend? We've got an entire slate, and I'll be honest, a few of them some really good games. Uh, you know, we've got, don't, don't be surprised if Duke Bellarmine ends up being a game. I know that I'm shitting on Duke early, but it's, it's February Duke. Um, I mean, army St. Joe's, I feel like is probably going to be the best game of the weekend. Uh, I mean, Q's Vermont little, there there could be a little, did you see that? Did you see that? So what, yeah, what had the, the Vermont, Vermont, Yes, they posted. I think it might have been McConvey ripping a goal, which was a sick goal, and like maybe the coolest shot that ever got scored on a Syracuse goalie of all time. It was just probably the best shot of all time on a Syracuse goalie. It was so nice. Yeah. It was on I can't our think. friend. I can't. I, yeah. I can't the guy, the... the goalie, wore number thirty-three, um, long hair, pretty swaggy. I can't think of the Syracuse mm. goalies and nobody, but um, he. Oh, Drake Porter, right, right, right. But they post uh, Vermont social team posted that goal, and then it was like they lost. I, the game. They're yeah. like last I can't, time. I can't. Like, I can't think of a better goal to ever be scored. Scored on a Syracuse goalie. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a small school like UMBC scoring a goal on them, but I can't think think of anyone that comes to mind. No. But it was weird because like last time we were in the dome, like last time we were in the dome, we lost 18 to 12. What What do you mean? Last time in the dome. So I which, thought that was weird. Which isn't necessarily to, i mean it's not the worst that you could lose to syracuse now you're going into the dome without mcconvey but uh i don't know let's send some good vibes to in mckay's way i will former cat former catamount great um oh i you know what i do want to because i just looked at them on the schedule i do want to go back and say one thing that i'm not excited to see but i'm interested to see and i'm interested to hear your answer do you think that there is a chance that Johns Hopkins will ever be back? I really don't. I, I think I, the I, only, there's one there's one person that I think can 
turned the program around and he's in the program right now. I think that John Crowley is you, you I think you need to have a hop guy that like that like Blue Jay means something to them. And I'm not so sold on Milliman as a coach or leader in that locker room right now. I think that that was kind of a quick hire for them to make. I think that you need to get someone that played at the program to turn the program around. And I think Crowley's there and he can help assist it, but I think that he needs to take that next step and be that guy. I think he's one of the best offensive assistant coaches in the country. Um, but I, I think he, he could be a guy that could take them there. But no, I don't think right now if the Milliman's direction. Do you think that they could have him back? I, I, I don't think so. Cause I, I, I think, I, I think that it's been so long at this point, like you're, you're going to, you're always going to get those Baltimore kids, right? Yeah. But like, what's the draw to Hopkins? If you're not from Baltimore, the gear, and like, yeah, the gear is pretty sweet. The education. But like, there are so many other places within college across where you can get a, a just as good education i agree i mean there's just and definitely like, a draw like, like, like the history like the, the homewood the band so there that's is something cool about it from like a lacrosse perspective like if you're like uh but i'm saying that i think it's it's been so long at this point that i don't know if like like the history the, the history spolina. is like withstanding that you know i think they need a joey spolina the transfer portal too can help them out i mean you never know Guys, you know what they, they you know what they need they do need they need someone like a like a Hopkins legend and unfortunately the the two of them are, are going to UNC they need a Hopkins legend who has college aged kids or at least high school aged kids who are just nasty lacrosse players and from then Baltimore. Yeah. and or yeah or from Baltimore or from wherever but like they commit to Hopkins because their dad played there and now they kind of take it, but they kind of missed the boat there with the Petromalas. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's a game that I'm just looking at right now that I think is going to be good. I think Maryland Richmond is intriguing. Giving Richmond success last year. Um, Maryland, obviously they lost pieces, but they, like I said, they, they just rebuild, but like, I don't think that's a game you can really sleep on if you're Maryland. I, Correct, correct me if I'm, but are, are those not always tight? Like, what, what was I feel like that was a tight one last year, right? Richmond, v- Richmond beat Virginia last year. Richmond beat Virginia last year. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, Richmond, they're, they're a team that plays tough. It's going to be first game of the season. So they're going to have plenty of juice heading into that one. Uh, Maryland, could they have a, a little, little championship hangover still coming through where? I mean, listen, when's the last time that they've lost a lacrosse game? It's been the national championship two years ago. Yeah. So like 700 some days ago, I guess. So, you know, at some point you would think that maybe that hunger kind of goes away a little bit. And a team like Richmond, who's, who's, who has beaten teams like, you know, elite teams before. Um, yeah. I think that that's, that's a good one as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's tough think to talk about week one too. It's tough to talk about week one because again, we, we would need probably like Ty Sanders to help break us down. Like exactly who is the recruits that are coming in. You know, like we don't really know much about these teams. It's not like I'm going to, or you're going to these private scrimmages and like seeing how, but I will say, I will say one thing I'm talking about private scrimmages came with my brain. I heard Duke fucking trounced Maryland. 
I, yeah, I also saw Maryland like trounce uh, Cornell in in the fall. So yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I, definitely tough to talk about week one though. Um, I, I think a lot of these teams they're going to show you something in week one. You're going to say to yourselves, "Wow, this is this looks like the best team in the country," and then next week they're going to look like dog shit. A lot yeah. of teams could look like dog shit in week one, and then all of a sudden they rattle off a whole bunch of wins. So, um, listen, I'm I'm excited for the hot takes though. The, a lot of a lot of takes are going to get thrown around on week one, um, and you just got to kind of strap yourself in. And you got to ride with them the rest of the season. If you know, if let, let's just say if I don't know, maybe maybe Utah comes out and, and beats Denver in week one. I'm I'm riding Utah all the way to championship weekend. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, you know what's going to be my favorite game for some hot takes out out of this week one schedule. What Penn State Lafayette? I think with, with the season that Penn State just had last year, this is a big. You you win this game, Penn State's back. Right? Last year was just a what? What, what is that word? An, an an aberration? You're you just asked like one of the dumbest guys you know what aberration means. I yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you have like a I wash. Like have, I call it a wash. I call it a wash. Okay. Last season's yeah. a wash. Like you just you forget I, about it. it's a wash. Yeah, I feel like you have that weird vocabulary though, where you might know a few really good words. I do know some good words. I always bring a few out. I, I, you, uh, I'm trying to think of the word right now. Um, <laughs> uh, well, What's I'm the gonna, best word do, you know? Do I? What? Oh, jargon. I bring out some good jargon. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, but I, I feel like you know Penn State. You win this game big against Lafayette, and we can say that last last year was a wash. It was you know you guys were dealing with a lot of uh, injury issues and yada yada yada. You lose this game to Lafayette. Penn State is dead as a program forever for eternity. Fire Tambo. That's what I was gonna say. Is Tambo so? Okay, okay. Let me say something then. Let me let me say something. You, you were I was saying Warren's on the hot seat if they have another disappointing season, but or not disappointing. You know, just like uh, uh what was the word I said? Fraud. If they yeah. if they're frauds again. Okay. Penn State had one bad year after they made the freaking Final Four and had COVID canceled, and you were like Tambo's on the hot seat. Kevin Warren, like, it's not that crazy to say it, right? Think about where I'm coming from now. Jordy, think about it. He hasn't made a Final Four. Ke- Kevin Who? Warren. Kevin Warren. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm I just forgot. saying. I, 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 for, I forgot that they lost that game. They got trounced in the quarterfinals. I forgot that that wasn't a Final Four game for a second. Um, yeah, but, like, they didn't just pour in, like, so much money into your own facility. Like, Penn State has that entire lacrosse facility. I, I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm willing to say you win this game against Lafayette by five. I'm willing to give Tambroni <laughs> like a, a three year extension at the very least. All right, all right. After, after, after that's, I think that that's going to be my, my hot take game of, of the week. I can't wait for the uh, when we have the uh, overreaction underreaction next week. Yeah, and yeah. that's always going to be good. Like. I just can't wait to overreact to week one results. That's one of my favorite things. I think I think when Vegas is capping this game, like they need to have they need to have a line that they think that the actual game will be, but they need an alternate line of where like Tambroni's seat will will cool off a little bit. Like I think we should I, I do think that. that may, 
like, like I think like Penn State like in this game should be like minus five and a half. But I think in order for Tambroni's seat to cool down a little bit, it's got to be like minus minus seven, eight and a half. We get asked, me and you get asked all the time, like, hey, love love the podcast. It's a t- like it's our favorite top 100 podcast, college across podcast out there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is there anything we can do to help? I'll tell you right now. If you're listening to this, it means you're a true hard crease diver. If you want to help make us the graphic where it shows like how hot Tambroni's seat is, like one of those that we could tweet out after every Penn State game, that's how that's how we could use help. I need I need yeah. a Tambroni like you know what I'm talking about the meter. Yep. And it's like how how hot is his seat? And the the meter right now I still feel like has melted off. Now I I know that I might be a little bit harder on the guy, but I feel like. The- did he like not, is this like go back to like was he ever a division three lacrosse coach like recruiting you or something? No, it's just is something this personal? about just something about him. this is something personal. This is crazy. No, but it's one of those things where I dug my heels in and now I'm gonna I'm gonna just no, I agree. Gonna, I mean this is like me saying that. Maryland sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of my um, worst takes. All right. Well, either way, great uh great opening week of of games on deck for saturday so things get going 11 30 a.m with bucknell and mercer shout out to Mer- i want to want a big uh big big season coming up here from mercer with ryan dennehy good friend of the program taking over uh things with the bears over there uh but the day goes all the way through 7 p.m with jacksonville and hopkins uh getting themselves going so big saturday on deck listen before we get out of here let's just go ahead we're not going to give you a, our, our top 20 team, although maybe you could combine our top 10s and make however many teams end up coming out of there into a top 20. I feel like top 20 is always a little, little too much. I feel like there's never even 20 really good teams in college across anyway. Uh, there's, usually about, there's usually about 14, 15 really good teams. Once, once you get into 20, now you're talking about teams who have lost like five games in the season. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to give you our top tens heading into the 2023 lacrosse season. Uh, Dukes, do you want to start or should I, you know, what, Jordy, you. all right. Well, I will say right now I put out a tweet, maybe, uh, maybe a week or two ago saying that I, my votes, my, my media votes that, that I absolutely get for, for the, uh, for all the polls are very much up for sale. If you want me to have your team in my rankings, all you have to do, we talked about it at the very beginning of the episode. I'm a, I'm a gear hound. I'm a gear slut. All you have to do is just send me some gear from your school and I will lock your team into my top 10. So listen, there might be some surprises in here, but I believe in these teams and I'll put my, my whole, my whole faith and heart into these teams. So let's get in right now into Jordy's top 10. Thinking about the best way to do it. I'm going to go one to 10. I'm not going to hold you on and, and, and make you wait for the number one yeah, team. Yeah, one to 10, one to 10. Nice guys. Number one team, Team USA. I know that they're not technically a college team, yeah. but listen, I, listen, I, I love America. And, and this is, this is a podcast that is, it's very patriotic. Um, listen, I'm proud to be an American and there's never going to be any team that's more important than team USA. Coming up at number two, feel, feel like we were pretty harsh on them so far this episode. 
I, I'm going with Georgetown at number two. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard to say. It's shocking to say after the way that we've kind of treated them a little bit uh, on this episode. Um, but listen, good friend of the program, Jack Rowlett, doing a lot of really good things over there at that program. They've got some some great gear. Go ahead. Can, can I just say something about Jack Rowlett? I just when we're talking about they have great gear. They have great gear. A great guy. The best guy for real. The best guy. But. What he's doing to his old university is fucking bullshit. He's just taking all the UNC guys and be like, you guys should come transfer to Georgetown. Have you seen this? They got um the Kelly kid and then they got Solomon who <laughs> coming from UNC. And I forget, yeah. like, I feel like uh, then last year they had Will Bowen come over. So like I would like to um I'd like to put on my glasses and look into what's going on with Jack Rowlett, just <laughs> poaching kids from UNC. But just I, I, I think it. you need to put on your glasses and look at what's not happening at UNC. It seems like if Facts. UNC should Facts. probably, yeah, Is get, get, on the get back. I don't know, but you might have got to give Jack Rowlett the bag. Either way, until that happens, I've got Georgetown number two. Number three, the Brown State Bears. Had a great season last year. I don't want to upset Larkin when he comes onto the podcast at, at some point in the next couple of weeks. Uh, people's goalie. So uh, the, the Brown Bears, I think, uh, really, really strong program. Only going to get better from there. Number four, we're going to stay up in, uh, up, up, up in the Northeast there. The Merrimack. Roll Mac, the Merrimack Warriors, uh, coming over from you know after you know they've been D one for a couple years now, but uh, I mean, dude, just watching Merrimack shit kick teams in the D two national title game a couple years in a row, uh, always had some good memories of, of Merrimack. Charlie Bertrand, also some really good gear. Uh, also, Merrimack, they uh, they finally decided to recruit a Philly kid, uh, so you've got um, a face off kid. Who from Springfield is playing at Merrimack? Well, so here, here's the thing. Family is originally from Springfield, but they went to private school. So we can't we can't well, claim well, them. Which one? But, well, his name Jake McCarthy, uh Haverts Haverford School kid at Merrimack. Younger brother Ben McCarthy is like the number two or three recruit in in high school right now, uh committed to Duke, but Duke didn't send me shit. So Duke is not in my top 10. Uh number five. The Delaware State Hornets. Now, for anyone here who is unfamiliar with the Delaware State Hornets, they play in the uh, in the NCL. So the NCL oh. was found. The NCL was founded uh, last year. It's uh, so you've got six HBCU uh, colleges and universities, okay. and uh, so so they've been putting together some teams and <clears throat> playing Olympic style lacrosse. Uh, the Delaware State Hornets, they won the tournament last year. Um, I'm a huge Hornets fan, and I think that they are deserving of the fifth best team in the country. <clears throat> Number six, Dukes. This one might ruffle your feathers a little bit. We're going over to the MCLA. Don't say. Uh, yeah, it might, might not be a team that you fully hate, but I, I'm going Florida State That's Seminoles, fine. baby. Florida State, best team in the MCLA. And the best, uh, the 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 sixth best team in the country. Don't look at me like that. I said no, what I fine. said. It's fine. It's fine. Dayton just continues to get fucked by the MCLA. Yeah. Well, uh, Florida State. Listen, 
I saw some rankings in the MCLA. They didn't even have Florida State in the top 20. I want everyone that's associated with that to know that they are idiots because Florida State is out for blood this year, um, and the Seminole is going to have a big year. Number seven, uh, just mentioned them briefly, but Springfield High School. Uh, we, we've got our spring season coming up in, in about a month here. We've had some really good uh, winter practices. So the Springfield High School Cougars – home of Barstool Jordy. Uh, number eight, going with Maryland, uh, pretty, pretty successful program. They've, they've had a couple of really good years. Number nine, Virginia, uh, and number 10, just mentioned them before. I, th- I don't want this to get mixed up with the Mercer hive with the, with the, with the meme. Uh, but I do want Mercer in my top 10 because Ryan Dennehy, great guy, great coach, uh, all time human. So there's my top 10. Is it my turn? It's it's your turn, dudes. All right, here we go. Um, okay, so n- number one, uh, I am going married Notre Dame, uh, the the Fighting Irish, of course. Um, it's the Irish year. It's the Irish's year again. Um, but seriously, I, I do. Can think I just that- say I I wouldn't hate it. I know. I, 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 I actually I, think I, I know. I know that I fight you sometimes on your on your Notre Dame loyalty and bias, but I wouldn't hate it this year. I do want to see Pat Cav get one. And let me just say this: If I was so high on them last year, why would I just not put them number one this year? Um, do I think that there's more talented teams there, like Virginia and Maryland, for sure? But the most talented team doesn't always win. Um, and I think that if you're talking about dethroning Maryland, I think that Notre Dame was the closest team last year. It was like thirteen to eleven winning in the fourth quarter. So, like, Notre Dame is a legitimate team um, to watch out for. All right. Number two, any team that gives me gear, just like Jordy, I am a gear slut. I will take any team that will give me gear. Number three, Matt Palin. Matt Palin, the face of the PLL, uh, one of my favorite human beings ever. I want to hang out with him and grab a beer so fucking bad. He doesn't know who I am, but if, if he just knew the ounce of courage that he gave me, and the spirit that he enthrills into my heart for the game of lacrosse, it's amazing what that man has done to me. And he doesn't even know. He's my hero. Number four, uh, going Virginia. I, I love Virginia. I love Shelly, um, Griffin Schutz, um, Ricky Meason. Real, and then, like, you got Xander Dixon. Virginia is the real deal. Virginia is the real deal. Number five, going Duke. Um, like, like I said, I think that McAdory, Brandon O'Neill, they're just going to – Tyson Williams – Desmond Williams, they're going to get it done. All right, number six, Team Canada in sixes. Oh, okay. So, you yeah. know, like, you know, I, I love the red, white, and blue more than anybody. Um, but I got cucked by putting that number one, so I couldn't be a stealer. But, I mean, who's going to be Team Canada in sixes? The, f- the five people in front of them. Um, number seven, I have Joey Spolina. Uh, I'm not so sure how Syracuse is going to be, but Joey Spolina will be pretty good. Number eight. Can I just mention something real quick? I, I do want to uh, mention that Joey Spelina can't have an elite freshman year unless Syracuse gets rid of those helmets that they've been wearing. I, I was under the impression that those helmets that they wore for fall ball were like almost a joke, like like an like an accident that they got sent those. They need they need to do something about that. I need Joey Spelina wearing something significantly swaggier than a Matt Navy helmet with a gray chin strap, but go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. And then number eight, I have Maryland. Enough said. Number nine, I've St. Joe's. 
the Hawks, 8-10 team, and then number 10, I have Harvard. That's my top 10. All right. What about a uh, Final Four prediction for uh, college basketball? College basketball. I got, I got Dayton. I got uh, Houston. I got Purdue. It's going to be one sleeper team, I feel like. But Houston, Purdue. I can't even think right now. I was thinking immediately lacrosse, UCLA. All right. And uh, Eagles, Eagles 35. Eagles 35. Chiefs 27. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. All right. Uh, All right. Well, that wraps up week one. Uh, Enjoy it. Figure out. I, I don't even know what what games are on TV or and not, but uh, enjoy it. Go and to Inside Lacrosse and do it. Do it yourself, you lazy bums. No, I'm kidding. Man, I love you guys. You Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Keep it low to high to the day we die. We out. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a dawn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. Need a plane, I explain it to my broker. Three box in the top down.